Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. You're such a child. I was okay. Here's what we're here's here's uh, what, what just happened. I was gonna start the episode going, uh-huh. and then as I was getting ready to do that, you said boo, and I had to change my response to yes and you to be scared. So I was like, it was it was a whole thing. I thought it sounded amazing. It was a whole thing. I was very impressed. It looked scary. It was frightening for me to watch. Eat a little bit. It was frightening for my children to watch. That was uh, the peeing a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was. And that ultimately is what we're talking about today. So uh... Scaring children and peeing a little bit. Yep. So high five. High five. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo. High five. Don't let me hang it. Oh, I've got my nerves. Collected again, Q. Are you are you feeling good? Feeling continent now? I what? Oh yes, more than when I was incontinent. Right, yes, for sure. I did. Few I, minutes ago, incontinent. Now, now I'm totally Asia. You like? I'm feeling so continent. I'm I was, feeling the biggest continent. I was really get. hoping you would bust into like don't the, don't the Animaniacs have a continent song? Yes, they do, but I don't know it because Aww. they're so much better than me. <laughs> I used to have memorized uh, when I was younger. I had memorized the the state capital uh-huh. uh, song. Yeah. This is all I remember yeah, now. Yeah, that was it. I just remember the tone. Capitals. For whatever reason, and I got, I did really bad on the test because for the test, it's like the capital of Minnesota. I was like, bada. And they're like, capital of Alabama. Da, like, bada. <laughs> capital of Tennessee. Nabada. Bada, bada, nabada, bada, bada, nabada, bada, bada, nabada, nabada. Capital of California. Bing. Exactly. I did really bad. But they still passed you. Yeah, apparently the uh, the capital of uh, California is Sacramento. <laughs> Who would have known? Yeah, I don't know. Is that right, by the way? I, I don't know. Is that right? Tell us on Twitter. It's probably yeah, let not. us know if that's correct. It is probably not right at all. It's either Sacramento or Bing. <laughs> <laughs> We're like 50% sure on one of those. And it's probably neither. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny Or part. both. It could be Sacramento Bing. That would be horrifying <laughs> if it were both. <laughs> Sacramento Bing, California. <laughs> you know what? The in, 1920s. In 50 years after the search engine wars are over, yeah. Bing might be the only one standing, and they're going to rename totally. cities after themselves. So you know what? Give us 50 years. It might be Sacramento Bing. There's going to be Sacramento like- Sacramento presented by Bing. <laughs> That's the new capital of California. Presented by Bing? Yeah. How and about then, just presented by Bing? And then the capital of Tennessee is presented by Firestone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems accurate. Oh, man. Q, welcome. Hey, man. 
Everyone listening, welcome. We are here with another High Five colon the podcast recording live from the writer's room. That's right. I am uh, 50% of this team that you hear is Jay. And I am Q, presented by Bing. <laughs> and, I'm uh, just trying to get my allegiances in early. Right. You when, know what? Bing, when Bing rules the country, yeah, I know what side I want to be and on. And I am Jay, presented by Tesla. Give me a Tesla. Perfect. Someone give me a Tesla. <laughs> where is, uh, where is what's-his-face? Elon Musk? Yeah, where he's is he? Cra- he's in the Matrix. Is he? That's where, that's he, where he lives? Yeah, that's where he Well, that's where he thinks he lives. <laughs> no, he, I'm pretty sure he lives there. <laughs> you know what? If anybody could build it, it would be Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, for sure. Oh, man. Oh, this is this is fun. So we are, we're here. We're talking about horror movies, which mm-hmm. you know I love. Yep. Uh, can't get enough of them. Uh, why, why, why are we here talking about scary movies? <laughs> why are we talking about them? Yeah, well, why, why are we doing this? You too? see, Jay, we've been doing a podcast for about three years now, and what every episode requires us to talk about a different subject. What? Wait, is that why you've been inviting me over? It is. 100%. I just thought these were. I thought these were fake microphones. No, these are real. Just turns out they're real. Facsimile. I've just been putting your voice out on the internet without consent for. <gasps> for years. Oh no. For Are we popular? years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm doing great. Jay, you uh, uh, It's mixed. Don't go to the internet. It's mixed. <laughs> don't just type high five podcast into Bing and is see. That, is that why you cancel your Wi Fi whenever I'm over at your house? So I can never check it. One hundred percent. I'm like, whoop, he's coming over, turn it off. You know what? I also Things told you I canceled st- it, but I really just unplugged it. Things are making so much more sense now. Don't think of- too hard on it. The Matrix. I don't think too hard about it. <laughs> Except for movies and scary things. Transition. So we're here uh, this episode to do what we do every episode, which is pick another topic. And because Halloween is literally just... Oh, days away. Days. from for, Not from when we're recording this, but from when the power of editing and the internet works when this is released. I think we're less than a week from Halloween, aren't right. we? I believe so. So I this is that's the, correct. Yeah, this is the time of year Hold on. when I'm we gonna, need to talk I'm going to reach things. into the future, and I'm going to look and see. So actually, this will be releasing... Days before Halloween. I've told, you, I've told you my Halloween story, right? That I used to do in college. Uh, the werewolf mask. Yes, yes. Or I would stand. I think out. we told that on the last. Okay, good Halloween good. episode. So if you ha- if you didn't hear that, go listen to last year's Halloween episode and see what I may or may not have done in a Halloween mask at two in the morning uh, with a guitar. And very little clothes on yep. to college roommates. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, go listen to last year's episode. That's a plug, everybody. You <laughs> better get two listens out of this week's See, episode. you did know that our podcast exists. Shut up. I was lying you're before. Breaking, you're breaking the illusion. I'm breaking the sixth wall? You are. Is it fourth wall, fifth wall? And Have that we- wall is expensive, and you better fix it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a digital wall. My landlord's going to be pissed. It's made of ones and zeros. Uh, so we're talking about... Uh, something that's near and dear to our inner child, oh, which yeah. is movies that scare the shit out of children. Right, which are my favorite types of Better movies. Better yet, 
children's movies that scare the shit out of children. And more specifically. Because not just any movie. Because let's be fair. There's plenty of movies oh yeah. that can scare no, we, the shit out of we children. We sit our three-year-old daughter down and we make her watch The Exorcist. And she had no I was hoping you were going to say Hannibal Col- or <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. Hannibal Holocaust. <laughs> Hannibal. Well, you know, Hannibal. That is actually Hannibal Burris's new comedy special. Hannibal Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah. That would. I, You're uh, welcome, Han- Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. You need, I thought it was going to be a sequel to that Hannibal movie. No, no, Hannibal no, no, Holocaust, no, 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 where he like works in a call center. It's like Sorry to Bother You mixed with Hannibal, just Ooh. mushed together. Yeah, but it, Fava see, beans. his twist is that he uses a non-sociopathic voice mm. as opposed to a white voice, like Got Sorry it. to Bother You. So he's just like, hey, I'm Hannibal. Hey, I'm not a murderer. He just says, I'm not a murderer at the beginning of every sentence. Hey, I'm so, not going to kill you. You should buy this life insurance hey, policy. Hey, I don't even like fava beans. Do you want to hear more about the political climate in America today? <laughs> Is that what cold calls your house? I got a cold call last week. About, oh, like, you, would poli- you like to hear more about the political climate? It was a political. No, thanks. It was I a have political survey. social media. Yeah, it was a political survey, and they're like, "Can't we tell you about a few issues going on and ask you some questions?" Click. I was like, "Yeah, that's it." I was like, "Well, you know what? I'm in the middle of boop," and I just hung up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So yeah, it can Hannibal Holocaust. Um, so that's stuff that scares adults. Yes. Uh, what we're talking about is movies that are made for children by that, children by children. <laughs> With children involved. Yep. Um, so to give them nightmares. To give them nightmares. We it's all. Like, it's like the movie version of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which will be a movie version of the book within a year or two. For sure. Oh, I'm excited about that That's one too. Produced so by Guillermo del Toro. Did you ever read that book growing up? Scary stories? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think everybody did. It's almost... And more scary stories yes. to tell in the dark. Did you have a favorite between the two? Uh, more scary stories. Really? I think that was the one with Harold. Isn't that the one with Harold was one of my favorite scary stories. That was the, that was the human scarecrow. Oh, with like the kind of like the kind of like fat guy skin that was like hung. I think that was, I really got scared. One of the ones that scared me was the one where the kid could see through his bedroom window and he saw the eyes in the woods and they just slowly would get closer. closer. The creepiest part of that whole one, spoiler alert is that, (laughs) Is that at the end of it, they they come into the room. Yep. That was the creepiest part because it's like, okay, they're going to stop at the window. And they don't stop at the window. Yeah. That You know what? That those that book series is pretty haunting. A lot of people remember it for the illustrations. Uh, the illustrations but to be honest, the stories themselves were pretty yeah. disturbing. Like They, they were weren't. Like, a step up from Are You Afraid of the Dark? 100%. I'm pretty sure. Did, did they have a Wendigo story too? I kind uh, yeah, of I, I kind of remember so. about somebody getting drugged through the woods until their legs weren't there anymore or something like that. I'm pretty sure something. that was like a that, that was, sounds like a memory that I have. You know what I not mean? Happening to me, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that didn't probably happen. didn't happen to me. So maybe most a likely a story. Maybe in a book. Um, but we all have those movies yeah. that when we were kids terrified us, right? Even if now, upon rewatching, you're like, yeah, that's not so scary. I mean, sure. And, you know, some of the movies we'll talk about today, I think there are specific scenes sure. that really jump out as the scary part. You know, uh, witches. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually one recently we've been watching. But not the Vavitch. No, no, no. That one's scary. That's just, a great children's that's just, movie. It, yes. That one, it teaches them spelling. It Roll them Dolls, the Vavitches. That's the remake. <laughs> 
it still stars uh, Angelica Houston. Yeah, and some for some reason Anna Taylor Joy now. Well, yeah, and no Anna Taylor Joy. Uh, Angelica Houston is the voice of Black Bob or Black Billy or whatever. Or, oh, uh, what was that uh, the goat's name? Uh, Black Philip. Black Philip. Yeah, yeah, she's the voice of Black Philip. Yeah, it's but, but it's Black Philip. I love it. To be fair, Black Philippa. I have a funny Black Philip story. So yesterday I took my children trunk or treating, which is a a thing. Uh, that is fun, and if you're a parent, you know exactly what trunk or treat. I is. think just for our listeners in other mm-hmm. states, mm-hmm. I think that might be more of a southern is thing. It? I think it's more of a Bible Belt thing, huh? Okay, because my understanding of it is that because I have cousins who live in like Canada and and the Northwest, Northeast, uh-huh. they show off. They don't know. Yeah, <laughs> little, little rich kid over here. Uh, they don't know. Having cousins. Yeah, having family. <laughs> you still my family, man. Nicholas Cage family. <laughs> Movie reference. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Um, I've explained this to them, and they had no idea what I was talking about. My oh. understanding is that Trunk or Treat came about because we live in the Bible Belt, and Halloween is related to the devil. So churches mm. came up with a new way to celebrate Halloween without celebrating the devil. Well, I was totally – well, then this story is going to be even funnier. So, so But could you explain yeah. what Trunk or Treat is so for basically, people who aren't aware? For the one that we went to yesterday, um, it was at a community center. Okay. And this one involved like classic cars and hot rods okay. that people would pull up. So it was kind of like, like a car show, kind of like a trick-or-treat thing. But people, half I like, half I don't. People, exactly. I don't know cars. Uh, people would pull their car into the parking lot, all of these classic cars, and they would decorate the inside of their trunks right. of these vehicles. Okay. So everybody would kind of line up their cars, ass out. Open the trunks. They'd open the trunks, and they'd have, like, skeletons hanging or, like, spider webs or, spooky. like, spooky music and flashing lights coming out of their trunks. And then they would basically hand out candy. And it would be candy in to the, the kids. Trunk well, meant. for this one, I don't even know why, but th- they just sat next to their decorated oh. car with buckets and would That's hand not, candy. You know, the, the buckets are supposed to be in the trunk. Maybe these hot rod people were like, I'm not putting candy in my fucking trunk. Do you know how expensive <laughs> this car is? See, what what we used to do is we would put the candy in the back of the trunk. Got and it. And then we would go- Lure where, the children inside. Yeah, and it was only us. Got it. And it was a dark parking <laughs> lot in the middle of the night, and we'd be like, hey, you got to get it in the back, and then, you know. and Right, and then they'd get it in the back. <laughs> and, then, and then they'd get the candy and leave, and it was right. really wonderful. Exactly, perfect. It, it was, was great. Very, very safe and very nice. Awesome. Um, Jesus loves you as they walked away. But they had a uh, they had a petting zoo. Oh, yesterday, like with the cars, you could pet the cars. Yeah, oh. no, they had were they an all actual... animals related to cars, like a cobra and a yeah. viper. <laughs> actual petting zoo, and I was really, really, really trying, and almost had one of my kids convinced to go over and ask the animal trainer if one of the goats was Black Phillip. <laughs> and I was like, just ask. And my kids like, why? And I was like, just, just, do, just do it. Do it's it. fine. Just ask. It's a famous goat. That's a famous goat. No, they wouldn't do it because they're chicken shit. But oh. either way, it was awesome. I almost went and asked the lady, but then turns out it was Black Phillip, which was <laughs> right. weird. I didn't even have Voiced to. Voiced by Angelica, transformed Houston. immediately yeah. into a demon. Yeah, and slaughtered everybody. It was great. 
We barely know, made it out with our the lives. The end of Trunk or Treat ended just like Witches, which was really weird. I mean, the Vavitch, which the was really weird. <laughs> Not the Witches. No, which was... Everybody didn't turn into a mouse. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Everyone just got naked and danced in the woods. <laughs> exactly. It was really, it was really weird. weird. It was really weird. Bible Belt for you. Woohoo! Yeah, no <laughs> Satan. Things get, did you say no Satan? I said or no go, Satan. Or go Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Woo! Go, yeah, go, go Satan! <laughs> Satan, Satan, he's our man. If he can't do it, great! <laughs> Speaking of Satan. Um, children's movies. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned I mentioned witches, or the witches, which ironically enough, uh, our three-year-old adores. Got it. She, every She'll come home, she, one of two things. She comes home now, and she's like, can I watch the witches, or can I watch Hocus Pocus? <laughs> I'm going to honestly judge you a little bit. You're letting your kid watch. Your kid is little. The witches I, is kind of horrifying. I know, but she thinks it's so funny. She's like, why are they taking their faces off? I don't know. Because they're mean and they're witches. And she's like, oh, are witches bad? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. Cool. That's it. And she's like, hey, I like that boy turns into a mouse. Can I turn into a mouse? We're like, no. And she's like, okay. Maybe. Yeah, and we're like, just sit down and watch the movie. <laughs> Run into here's a, a bowl witch. Of, here's a bowl of whipped cream. We're great parents. That's how Nailing this parenting thing. Oh, man. We're, they're going to write books about it. No, it's totally Good fine. books or bad books I haven't decided. <laughs> we're not sure. Yeah. Books. Not Genevon Oy books. True like, crime books, probably. <laughs> right. Um, no. Um, no, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, no, maybe, <laughs> no. which is mouse. Uh, so, scary movies uh, for kids. So, yeah. as a kid growing up, there were specific movies that I knew. Disney had a run for a short amount of time of putting out some movies that were a little less family-friendly, a little more sure. weird. Um, a couple of those that I can think of were Watcher in the Woods. I had Watcher in the Woods in my list because the thing that I remember about that one and honestly, Watcher in the Woods is one that I have, I think, the the foggiest memory of. Uh-huh. Um, but what I do remember is the Nirak. Uh-huh. That's what I remember the most is the wor- the names being backwards as those being the the doppelgangers or whatever it it actually was. Yeah. But the Nirak for Karen still to this day freaks You're like, me out. When I hear the name Karen, I will always associate Do with Do you immediately Nirak. say Nirak? In my head, always. I love it. I don't know many people named Karen, but when it does come up, that Nirak comes Damn up. Damn it, Karen. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, Disney did have a run of those, so Watcher in the Woods is a good uh, one. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Uh, in which, per- personally, I'm going to be snooty, I love that book. Oh, okay. There's I, there's a book about that. Like, is that's that a the, Ray Bradbury book? Yes, okay. it is a Ray Bradbury book. And so I haven't read it. I just know that it's wonderful. I like it way better than Fahrenheit four five one. Really? Yes. I mean, Fahrenheit four five one is more socially relevant, so that's the one they make sure. kids read. But something wicked this way comes is all about adolescence and family and like kind of realizing the evils of the world. And sure. it's the one with the evil carnival that comes in. Right. I, I would love them to That's remake like. that nowadays. The first movie with featuring the insane clown posse. Yes, it is. It is. That was their first album. Um, they did the soundtrack for it. Right. It's something very wicked this way comes. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's uh, something wicked this way. C-U-M's like it's right. C-U-M-Z. Like, Hi, we're being cool. Clever and irreverent. Dirty. Um, but yeah, you know they're that, a Christian group now, right? No. Mm-hmm. No. Check they were supposed to have six albums and then kill themselves. Look it up. I, okay, hold they're on. They're doing Hold like, on. We're going to pause the podcast. Yeah. 
And we're back. You okay? So you're <laughs> right. Like, we legit stopped the podcast so I could look this up. And it turns out, according to them, they've been evangelical Christians this whole time. Isn't that crazy? That's the weirdest twist. Did it blow your mind yeah, a little bit? It really did. Are you, like, questioning reality now? It's one Is of this the- one of those Berenstein, Berenstein kind of moments when it- you're like, am I living in a... A weird, yep. like, alternate universe Did right I now? Because in St. Columbus, it used to be not that wholesome. No. Yeah. Like, I, I'm... Okay, I have to get away from this. My mind is blown. I'm going to research Good. this later. All I'm saying is... So many Juggalos I'm are so, so wrong. I'm so excited for their new album featuring Lil Viticus. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that for Instagram. Good. Do yeah. it. I'm going to make that. It's, it's his follow-up album. It is. It's a collabo album. It's going to be great. It is going to be it's great. It's going to be great. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. It's hard to, like, <laughs> fathom. Yeah. What is happening? Their new album is called Juggalo 314. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, everybody thought that it was Fago that they loved, that Fago soda, but it turns out they just thought it said Faithgo the whole time. <laughs> Oh. They thought it was like holy water. Turns they out did. it's not. It's just gross soda. <laughs> they they weren't painting their faces like clowns. They were trying to meet, be the apostles. That's true. Yeah. That's what they thought they looked like. One hundred percent. Well, yeah. people don't really know. There wasn't photographs back then, but they're pretty <laughs> right. sure that's what people look like. They got it from the Bible, right? Yeah. And the crow. <laughs> oh man, that was scary. Okay, so my speaking goodness. of ruining your childhood with scary that's things, weird. Okay, yeah. so Watcher in the Woods definitely. I mean, I'll even say they had a run of animation that was pretty scary. Like Dark Crystal. Oh, not Dark Crystal. Uh, Black, Black Cauldron. Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Black Cauldron, like the Tim Burton For Disney sure. movie. That one. It deals is, with demons. Deals with demons. And it's pretty dark and scary. Yeah. So that one was a good one. And that one also related to a lot of the Don Bluth ones. For sure. I would say the Don Bluth ones, not so much scary because of the characters they dealt with, but more scary in the realm that. Don Blue didn't really shade kids from the realities of life. For sure. You know, like, and all dogs go to heaven. Like Secret of Nim. Oh, that's even a better one. You know Secret of I mean? Nim to this day freaks me out. That big owl. Yeah. And the old rat guy. Yes. The old rat guy's even nice. He's a good guy. And, and he's, he's still, still scary. Is very shit. unsettling. Exactly. Just the way those are animated was so just tactile and so real and you know they didn't have that disney sheen on it sure and, and that gets made fun of a lot nowadays but right. i mean that's all that dominates the market nowadays you don't really get a lot of those don bluth style or um what was the company that made like the hobbit and watership down um let's see i was actually gonna tell you so watership down is another one that's just like uber disturbing right. for children but they actually that those same people made another movie called Plague Dogs. Plague Dogs. Yeah, because that one. Um, I also think that's written by the same guy who wrote Watership Down. Was it? I think so. Plague Dogs. There's some, they're they're related somehow besides just the the studio company. But Plague Dogs. I remember that one being crazy as well. Yeah, it's super. It's it's about basically like dogs surviving animal testing yeah well it's it's dogs the movie opens with scientists drowning a dog right yeah <laughs> by the way this is a cartoon guys yeah for kids yeah for, it's for, for the kids it's for, for the kids. kids but the, yeah they drown the dog but most of the story is two dogs that escape yeah and then have the genet the after effects of the genetic testing or the science yeah. experiments and are on the run yeah from these people yep 
It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, but I don't know. There was something about those though that was I don't know. I don't know why scary things. Sure. I just loved them when I was growing up. But whenever something could get that reaction out of me, it was something that that appealed to me. But I will also say that you know. This is definitely going to fall in line with the whole sounding like things back then were better than they are now. But in all reality, I feel like um, kind of quote unquote kid gloves have been Mm -hmm. put on in the past decade or so. And back in the day, mass entertainment, they used to just trust that kids could handle this shit. Right. You know what I mean? And like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, they'll be fine. They'll turn out fine and well adjusted. It's like you've seen Fievel, you know, well, you know, Fievel goes west and and, and Fievel the first one. Um, Fievel the first. Yeah. Racism exists and it's terrible. And people from other countries don't get treated well. Yeah. You're a kid. We're not just going to like shield you from everything. And now I feel like so much kid entertainment has skewed away from that. They're like, well, no, we can't, we can't have people die. Right. Like they can't actually die in it. You have to, at the end, show that the character's okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. Or you can't have references to any sort of like really bad behavior. We can't say the devil. Like they can't smoke and they can't like drink. Like, right. They and you're like, do- but these are all things that happen in real life. <clears throat> you're basically painting a picture of a world that doesn't exist. Well, and it's so weird because nowadays we'll praise, and even I do this, like I'll praise shows like Steven Universe or Adventure Time or Gravity Falls, which I know you're a big fan of, for introducing some of those themes, but they still don't go as far as that. They just have underlying adult themes to episodes without actively showing characters doing those things. I'll give you one that freaked me out as a kid, and I'm actually looking at it because it's over on my movie shelf right now, but Return to Oz. That one was freaky. Mombi takes her head off and is going to take Dorothy's head off too. I remember the the spider people with wheels. Yeah, the wheelers. Mm -hmm, Those mm -hmm. were the ones that freaked me out, like those little circus performer guys. That one was scary. Yeah, and they talk about weird themes in there. Jack Pumpkinhead's got like a weird thing. He talks about basically being created Mm-hmm. And then his his the person who built him dying. Right. And then he's just left alone yeah. to like rot. Well, one of the things that I think is interesting about the um the Return to Oz is that movie sort of embraces the darkness that is inherent in Wizard of Oz, like the book. Sure. Well, I mean, it opens with with um Dorothy being sent to an insane asylum. Yeah. Like where they're like, we have to fix her. Something's right. wrong. She She's thinks a crazy she, lady. She thinks she went to a different world yeah. that doesn't exist. And they're legit. The whole plot of the movie is they're about to give her electroshock yeah. therapy. It's, and you're like, this is for kids. <laughs> it's basically that. Uh, uh, um, uh, shit. Zach. What's the Justice League director's name? I'm blanking right now. Oh, you're talking about. It's uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah. His, uh, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that movie with John Hamm and uh, Rosario Dawson, I think, was in it? It's the only one he wrote and directed. Whoa, why am I blanking on that? Probably because it's a terrible movie. Sucker Sucker Punch. Punch. (laughs) We both got it (laughs) at the exact same time. It was Sucker Punch. But it's it's like that movie. It's like Insane Asylum, you're about to get lobotomized. Here's your fantasy world. Here's a fantasy world. And they kind of leave it open-ended. Wait a minute. Did Zack Snyder remake Return Return to Oz? Oz? 
in Sucker Punch. Oh my God. We, we may just have just uncovered a Hollywood mystery. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Way to go, Zach A low-key remake. Yeah. Nobody knew. That, the studio, and I don't even, even think the, the studio didn't yeah. know. No, I don't even think Zack Snyder knew. He just did it. He just did it subconsciously. He's like, this will be cool. Uh, but Return to Oz, I even think that that movie kind of ends on a downer note, too, because, okay, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. So in the movie, she runs away with another girl. She mm-hmm. escapes in the middle of a rainstorm. Right. That little girl dies. Right. And then becomes the princess, quote unquote, in right. Oz. And so it's really like a weird allegory of like, this is how she deals with death yeah. and loss is like yeah. she has. So it does kind of buy into. Kind of got a bridge to Terabithia. Right. It does kind of there. buy into the whole. Like, maybe this world doesn't exist. Maybe she is just a crazy person. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Have I loved this person and they're just a crazy person? Right. And so so that's really cool. Bridge to Terabithia, shit, that's another yeah. movie. It's not really a horror movie, but it it's a movie that deals it, with some pretty yeah. devastating themes. It really does. Well, I mean, and like I was saying, the original book of Wizard of Oz... The you know the the Tin Man story from the book mm-hmm. like how he, he like chopped the tin... off yeah. pieces of his own body. That's until... exactly what... the witch bewitched his axe, and whenever he was chopping wood, he would slip and he would cut off an appendage, and then he would craft a metal or tin piece and replace his body with it until he had nothing left but those tin pieces. Yeah, that's horrifying for sure. That's horrifying. And it's just never addressed in any of the movies, but return <laughs> because to they were like, cause it's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like even back then they're like, I don't know. I don't know about that. But return to Oz is kind of like, yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. We'll make it as dark as they kind of totally. intended. I think they reference yeah. that in the return to Oz. I think they reference the whole him chopping his body. Bars Probably. Off. Yeah, I don't remember it clearly enough to to know if that dialogue's in there, but probably. I'm trying to think too. So um, another thing, and you know my love. Also, just to touch base on this, this happened recently. Will Vinton died. Oh right, yeah. You saw this. Super yeah. sad. Um, pioneer of claymation. Yeah. The founder of actual like claymation, like yeah, calling like, it you, claymation. California raisins. Right. I mean, yeah, this was big. Um, but he was a big part of Return to Oz. He actually animated all of the mountain yeah. or the Gnome King, that like wall oh, that would come to life cool. and like talk to Dorothy. Yeah, that was all Will Vinton. That's really cool. But his animation style, kind of like we were talking about, Don Bluth, inherently mm-hmm. has a very kind of like creepy yeah. aesthetic and vibe to it. So that's another one. Yeah. Any of his stuff, there is legit. Um, he does a movie called The Adventures of Mark Twain. Oh, I think I remember this one. Which is basically like Vaguely. Mark Twain flying in a dirigible with like two children with like oh. Tom Sawyer and someone else. This. But um they legitimately meet the devil. Like Oh, I think I have seen in this, this movie. And it's a kids movie. Yeah. But they like fly to another dimension and meet the devil who then like creates worlds and destroys them for like pleasure. My goodness. It's I don't think I've seen it. It's real crazy and weird. That is real crazy. But it's a kids movie. Yeah. And it was in the eighties, but that's another Will Vinton. So check that one out. Yeah. The Adventures of Mark Twain. Now I will say, you know, you had mentioned kids dying. Even in movies kind of that we would say nowadays kind of innocuous, but Hocus Pocus. For sure. Starts out with Emily dying. For sure. Like not almost dying and being saved. Dead. Dead. Yeah. 
And also, this is an interesting thing. When we were watching uh, Hocus Pocus, do you know that Pixar was involved in that? They did the they the did cat. some of the cat stuff. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was awesome. I did I, see that the last time I watched it. I think I was like, oh, wait a minute. The Pixar is like five yeah. names from Pixar. I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was like one of the earliest yeah. things. Plus, I want to say, so there used to be a show on Discovery Channel that I loved called Movie Magic, and they had a whole episode one time about Hocus Pocus. Ooh, and they talked about like the flying rigs and all that stuff that they did for the graveyard scene. But I'm pretty sure in that episode, they actually did some interviews with early Pixar. Nice. Back when they were like a depart, like a graphics department Uh and not, and not an actual like Pixar. Yeah. Before, uh, not the Disney minion before Steve jobs, like helped them. Exactly. Yeah. Helped them. Yeah. So I wish Steve Jobs would rise from the grave and help us. I know. That'd be nice. Just like bump us up a few notches and then we can get bought by Disney. Totally. Great. 100%. I will 100% sell this podcast to Disney. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Disney presented high five call on the podcast. If Disney came in and was like, hey, we want to buy you guys, I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll sell sell out immediately. (laughs) Yeah. You want to only talk about Disney I just want our fans to know. I'm definitely selling out. If that opportunity arises, it's happening. I'm not making any qualms about it. If they're like, hey, guess what? High Five Podcast is now a Disney podcast. All you talk about is Disney movies. I'll be like, yep. Yeah, we kind of do that anyway. Cool. You got it. We're going to touch on you every week anyway. We're doing it it. this week. That's what Disney says to us. We're going to touch on you every (laughs) week. And I'm like, yep. Cool. Keep that money flowing. I am into (laughs) it. I will Scrooge McDuck in my bathtubs of that Disney cast. Which means I'm going to be nude, jumping into card coins. Yeah, that's the biggest thing about that whole show. That's horrifying. That's a scary kid show. This this old man just diving into just rigid coins every day. One of the funnier, you know, Family Guy's hit or miss for me, but some of their little bits are funny. And one of the funniest bits is Peter gets and then just like breaks breaks and bleeds all over and he's like how would they show this to kids yeah that one was that one made me because laugh. children you cannot yeah. jump into a giant pile of coins well because children it's metal vase is dumb right children's is dumb and that's all we gotta is say dumb, for sure no but, but because that's actually a good segue to the question i wanted to ask you so children is dumb mm-hmm. so when we was children yeah like i'll start using yep. grammar right i love but it. when we were children what was it that scared you not like specific scenes, but was there a theme? Was it always monsters? Was it always isolation, darkness? Like, what was it if there was a theme of the things that scared you that they scared you? Um, let me think. I think for me, it was probably isolation, yeah, movies that had to do with like a character seeing something that maybe nobody else could see. Ooh, like the when they're thinking they're crazy, like nobody right. believing them, right? Almost or like, yeah, but not even like the plot of the movie doesn't even have to be like, like the audience knows that it's real. sure, of course, yeah. But it's just that terrifying aspect of like nobody being able to help you. Yeah. Helplessness, I yeah. guess, is maybe a better thing. Helplessness scares me. Yeah. I feel like that's a really terrifying concept. Nice. Um, and also <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> uh, also, I think maybe. Um, I don't want to say monsters, but disfiguration scared oh, me a okay. lot like as a kid. Something that's not normal, but 
close enough. Right. Like something that really freaked me out, obviously not another, not a scary movie, but uh, the original Batman, 89 Batman. Oh, okay. when the Joker falls into the acid vat and he like reaches his hand out. Oh, and it's, and his glove is like kind of like eaten away, but his yeah. hand is white and his fingernails are like green or yeah. whatever now or black. Um, for some reason, I watched that movie young because it came out in 89. Right. I watched that movie young and in my head for the longest time, um, I remembered, I misremembered that scene as being far scarier than it was. Oh, really? I remembered like a bloody gory hand coming out of the acid. Oh, but it's just like dripping with the acid. Right. But it's, but oh, as a yeah. kid, for some reason, my brain interpreted that like so much worse. Yeah. Than what it actually was. So I think for me, a lot of that, like the witches was way scarier than like, I watch it now and I'm like, well, that okay. actually doesn't look. It's Oh, mainly it's just that one scene. Right. That's well done. Totally. But, and, and grotesque. I mean, like for sure. the, the makeup on, on Angelica Houston in that one scene is wonderful. Like, totally. Very, very good. But you're right. It's kind of going back now. I was just about to bring that up because we've been watching it. It's like, oh, well, this isn't as scary as I had in my head. Um, I, but I think there's a lot of those that where there are specific scenes will either capture you or hit you at a time that just always stick with you. For sure. I remember watching, speaking of Wizard of Oz, when the, the monkeys would come down. I would hide under, like, or behind a chair when that scene would come on because it was just scary. And, like, watching it now is, like, whimsical and the music. But for whatever reason, the idea of giant flying monkeys that kind of the helplessness that you were talking about, there's not much you can do to get away from those. I always remember it kind of disturbed me a little bit in Wizard of Oz when they did that and they, like, pulled the scarecrow's arms and legs off. Yeah, it was just violent. And there's really nothing because it's it's just like hey sure but the concept of him just being like ripped to pieces was like <laughs> yeah oh my god because he is alive totally like, he and he's like no stop <laughs> it this hurts me <laughs> and you're like <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven right I think what it was for me like isolation and the helplessness I totally get like that stuff still to this day scares me sure but when I was a kid I really think it was uh, size. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, like one of the worst nightmares that I've ever had is me swimming in the ocean and being surrounded by gigantic whales. Just the sheer size, things that are bigger than they're supposed to be, bigger than me, Right. those types of things scare me. And I think some of it is that helplessness. Sure. But I remember like the, the owl in Rats of Nim right. scares me because the, the, the size difference between him and the main characters is so, so big. Sure. And then the other one is when adults switch, when adults oh, are evil. Are the bad guys? Yes. So like witches. I think it scared that me. That kind of plays in line with the helplessness thing. Exactly. Because as a kid, adults are your lifeline. Yeah. They're supposed to be the ones that are there to protect you and to save you. And so, you know, you will have things like Rats of Nim where there's a gigantic owl and it's scary, but also with movies like witches or movies. Um, Even like Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Hocus Pocus to a degree, uh, it's the idea of the realization that adults can be bad. Right. When, when you're that young, is sort of scary to realize, well, I need to kind of look out for myself a little bit more than I thought I needed to. For sure. Because I might be turned into a mouse 
or something. Watcher in the Woods kind of has that a little bit as well, and Coraline is big on that. We haven't even mentioned Coraline yet. Definitely. But I do think that is a scary for kids movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, even Watership Down. So Watership Down we talked about a little bit, and here's a here's where I struggle with that one because the book is not for kids. No. The story is not really for kids. The movie shouldn't be for kids, but everything about it plays like it is. Like it is It's for a kids. cartoon. It's about animals that talk. It's about a magical journey. Right. But nothing about anything else of that is for kids. Right. So the juxtaposition or the, what feels almost like a mistake in that is sort of scary because you'll show Watership Down or you'll see or you'll watch Watership Down and you kind of walk away from it being like, I watched this way too early. For sure. I should not have been watching this. This is not for me. This is right. like the sausage party of the 70s. For sure. Like it's not it's, – yeah, it's animation. But, but that's, that's where it about ends for being for, for kids, right? Um, you know the other one that really scared me. This is this re- relays into the adults um, being the bad guys. Well. Is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh yeah, with the Christopher well, Lloyd yeah. scene the at judge. the end. Yeah, the judge where he like takes off his glasses and his hat and his eyeballs like pop out yeah. and turn into daggers like, and <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's horrifying like that whole sequence the rest of the movie is whimsical and wonderful and great but that sequence for whatever reason scared the living well he's like getting run over by a steamroller too and he's like like yeah it's weird and then like obviously the dip with the shoe there's another one that shoe dies for sure like dead dies right and it's a cartoon that dead dies right that's freaky as a kid totally 100 percent uh, there was something else I was gonna, oh, Beetlejuice is one that we haven't yeah. mentioned. I don't know that it, parts of it freaked me out as a kid. Um, it definitely is played more for the whimsical aspect. Sure. But it is kind of freaky. I Nightmare mean, Before Christmas is a little like that too. Well, I mean, um, Oogie Boogie is, is freaky. There are a lot of real monsters. The clown that takes his face totally. off. Totally. Speaking of taking face off, Beetlejuice has that. Beetlejuice is played for whimsy, but the practical effects are are grotesque for sure. And I think that's the weird juxtaposition with that one is you have Michael Keaton giving this over the top performance and everything has that Tim Burton heightenedness to it. For Sure. But she's hanging by a noose in the closet and she rips her face off and her eyeballs fall out of her socket. Right. Like he rips his eyes out and puts them on his fingers. Right. That's scary. Totally. Like the banister turns into a giant snake that picks someone off and throws them down a flight of, or drops them off a balcony. Yeah. That's freaky. Yeah. And even the stuff they don't show you, like when they turn around and he's like, shows the face and it's like, all you see is the side tentacles. Right. That's also freaky. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, what was that? Yeah. I mean, there's elements of even we've talked about this before, but Ghostbusters. I know uh-huh. it's not a kids movie, sure, but I think you watch it as a kid because it's so funny and it's got ghosts and it's whimsical. But that library scene at the beginning is freaky for sure. Like, regardless of what you think of the rest of the film, that one scene is played for scares, definitely on, on purpose, absolutely. So yeah, so I feel like there there was a very large amount. Um, there was a very large amount of movies that came out at the time that were made to be a little bit scarier. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that. Oh yeah. One thing that I'm like really looking forward to with the resurgence of, of all of this is um, one, th- one point that I kind of want to make you and I went and saw it together. I sure right. Did. The new it. I watched that recently for my uh, Stephen King week. I, and maybe since it's fresh in your head, you will maybe agree with this with a little bit of editing. Mm hmm. I feel like that movie could be on par with any of these old children's horror movies that we are talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could have been The Goonies with a demon. Right. You cut out, you know, the little brother crawling away with his arm completely (laughs) bitten off. Sure, 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 sure. But some of the effects are equally as horrifying Mm -hmm. in those movies as these movies. It is overall about kids kind of banning together to yep. defeat a monster. Yep. Spoiler alert, they do ish, ish in yeah. the end. There's a part two, but yeah, ish. Yeah. This movie could stand alone, but it's one of those where I've even thought like, wow, with just a little editing, like my kids could totally watch this movie and have it be like scary, right? but not like scarring. You cut out some of Richie's jokes that are more crass. Totally. Because Richie, the Finn Wolfhard, is really the guy who's cussing the most. For sure. In that movie. But even then, I'm going to be honest, I feel like that is weirdly where kids' movies have gone today. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's less actual horror mm-hmm. and more of the actual bad stuff that's allowed. Like I feel like there's way more cursing in shows and movies for kids today. Oh, yeah than there ever was then, but now they can't see right. people dying, but they could then. You know right. what I mean? Like it's it's a weird it's weird things that they've kind of like picked and yeah. chose to like, okay, well this is I guess still acceptable and actually we can do that more now, but I don't want to like really scare these kids, you know, but they can say like shit and ass and bitch <laughs> they can. till their heart's content. Now, one of the things and, and help me remember, and, and obviously listeners on Twitter help me remember as well, but I'm trying to think of a movie that has recently used death as, as a, as a scary point. So I was going to say that movies don't really use death that much anymore, but that's not true. So you'll have movies like Moana where her grandmother dies. Right. But it's not used as scary. It's used as uplifting, and it's the inciting incident for her to get off the island. But in All Dogs Go to Heaven, death is is scary. Right. And hocus pocus, someone dies at the hands of someone else. Um, in Secret of Nim, there's death all over the place. Monster House? Yeah. Monster House. Oh, that's the, right, because the, the bully dies. Yep. That and, bully gets sucked and, in. And the... And the whole crux of the movie is the old man's wife yeah. died and became the house, basically. Yeah, and she's enacting revenge on the neighborhood kids. And yeah, and that bully die- dies. He doesn't come right, back. Right. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Way to go, Dan Harmon. Yep. Dan Harmon bringing it back around. Crushing it. But that's that's the thing is it's tough to think that. Like, all dogs go to heaven. People are dying. Right. You know, in um, Never Ending Story, the horse dies oh for sure you know never ending story that's another one that freaked me out as a kid never the, ending story because that wolf yeah oh yeah i forgot about the, that the the nothingness the nothing. or whatever. yeah the nothing yeah. wolf that wolf scared me because of how again size it was it took up that whole cave and all you saw was its face and its paws it's like yeah that's freaky and that's that scary. that one actually still sticks with me to this day is that one being for really sure freaky. i get that 
Stay Puff Marshmallow Man must have really fucked you up as a kid. It did. It did. It's so deliciously You're like, that's as big as a building. (laughs) I'm going to eat you. But also be terrified while I I'm just going to hug you so you can't step on me, but I'm going to start nibbling on your ankle a little bit. (laughs) So I think these are all really good points. I mean, I think we've talked about a bunch of really interesting points in regards to scary movies for kids. Um, Now, one we haven't talked about, mm -hmm. and I want to see where you think this lands, because this is one that's sort of probably not a kid's movie, but maybe I watched it a little too young, but Gremlins. Oh, it's totally a kid's movie. Yeah, but pretty scary. Pretty scary. Yeah. People die. People die, yeah. Someone gets run over by, like, a bulldozer. And Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. So I think that one could count. That one was had some scary moments For sure. Again, that one is one of the ones that I think balances the whimsy and the scary well. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't shy away from saying, well, things aren't scary. Yeah, they're scary. But we're going to kind of play with this a little bit. There used to be a movie. <clears throat> I think it was a made-for-TV movie. And it, for years it took me um, trying to figure out what this movie was because I just had this memory of it as a kid. Um, but it was called Mr. Boogity. Oh, I don't, and I don't think I know this It one. was basically about a family that moves into a house and it's haunted right. by this ghost, Mr. Boogity. And the ghost at one point possesses the father. Oh. And it's it's played for laughs. Sure. But also is legitimately kind of scary. Well, because, like, the dad is now the bad guy. He right. might be herky-jerky moving around, but he's coming after you. Right. And so... Take your med- medicine, Dan. So that's one that... What, what, um... Oh, shit, I was just thinking about something. Um, oh, well, I lost it. Man, Mr. Boogity. Oh, I was going to say, the new one. Uh, have you guys seen, because um, you have kids around the age that would go see this, but have you guys seen A House with a Clock in Its Walls? Yeah. We all went and saw it. I heard that one has scary moments in it. Or no. Like, give me your thoughts on that one. Just let's do a it quick, was, I'll tell quick you, like, two, I'll three tell minute what, review so, of it. So, Clock in Its Walls, or House with a Clock in Its Walls. I've never read the book, by the way, so I have no context so, for it, I went in with higher expectations because okay. the reviews have been surprisingly good. Right, you like Jack Black and, and Tilda Swinton or yeah. Kate Blanchett? Which one? Uh, Kate uh, Blanchett. They're both so great character actors that sometimes yeah. I get them Kate, confused. Kate Blanchett. Okay, Kate Blanchett and Jack Black. Yep. Directed by Eli Roth. Yep. Which was odd. Weird. And was it Steven Spielberg or Stephen King who told Eli Roth to try and scare kids with the movie? I think it was Steven Spielberg. Okay. I knew one of the Stevens did it. But... It's fine. It's fine. It wasn't like there wasn't any parts that I can remember that I was like, well, that's actually kind of I mean, there are some weird. Ah, I take that back. <laughs> OK, they they do deal with like demons at one point, which is kind of weird. Um, and well, there are warlocks and witches. Is that the, the thing? The yeah, it's weird. So weird. Sorcerers? I mean, I'm going to spoil this for you. I'm not going to see it okay. until it comes on Netflix. So so, so the. So the premise of the movie is this kid goes to live with his uncle mm-hmm. um, in this house with a clock in its walls uh, because his parents die. Okay. And is it a Disney movie? It is not. Okay. Sounds like a Disney totally. movie. Totally. Off to a Disney start. Um, and Jack Black is the uncle, uh-huh. and he is a warlock. Okay. And his next-door neighbor, Kate Blanchett, is a witch. Okay. Um, and they are partners. They're like they, they, buddies. Okay. 
they're like the odd couple. They like hate each other, but they love each sure, other. Sure, they're like we're both we're, we're we're united in these powers, right? And this knowledge that other people don't have, but but they pick at each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the concept is kind of this kid misses his parents and has these dreams that his mother is like coming to talk to him and basically revealing all the secrets of this house to him, like the spell book and, you know, um, you're a wizard, Harry and (laughs) all this stuff. And ultimately you find out that Kyle McLaughlin, I love Kyle McLaughlin, was a a Kyle with a McLaughlin as mm -hmm. well. He was a bad witch okay. or a bad warlock who was stopped. He's a bad witch, Harry. And killed, okay. basically, by a, a blood ritual that he tried, a blood spell that he tried to do. Okay. And it created a, a bone key. I don't know. The story gets a little like weird and convoluted. I'm sure. just trying to like remember. Made a bone key. And there's a clock hidden in these walls of this house. Nobody knows what it does, but they hear the ticking sure. all the time. And they feel like it's ticking down to something bad. Well, it turns out that Kyle McLaughlin um, was dabbling in black magic. Not sure. dabbling. He was full on in black magic. And he went into the war. I don't remember which one. Vietnam, sure. maybe. Um, and a war. He went to a war. And when he came back... He was like changed. Gotcha. And what happened was, it's revealed towards the end that he got separated from his troop and was basically like. Was he on... a warlock before going to war? Yes. Okay. So he, he was went... like a magician. It was kind of like. So he may have gone to be like, I can use my powers to help be good. And then something right. bad happened. To right. Him. Right. Gotcha. Um, and he got separated from his troop and he was basically dying in the woods. And he made a promise to whoever would help him go survive Satan. yeah that he would he would basically give himself over to whatever sure and of course a demon appears and Great. is like I'll totally help you survive <laughs> yo hey heard you call did you uber demon yeah did you demon uber? I will 100% help you you'll live but I'm gonna give you all of the knowledge of the world and he was like, all right, deal. So That always turns out wrong. It turned out wrong in um, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yep. It turns out wrong pretty much always. It turns out it turns out wrong in 13 Ghosts. Anytime anyone's going to get all the wisdom in the world, never ends well. Just, just a PSA for everybody out there. And so the de- the demon is pretty like like weird and yeah. like, creepy guy. Um, but when he gets all the knowledge in the world, he sees that humanity is basically awful. Sure. And that it's repeated itself over and over again. So what he decides to do is build a clock that when activated will reverse time back to before humanity. So it will basically okay. wipe out everybody on Earth. Hashtag make Earth great again. Exactly. And so that is what okay. the the clock in the title is cocking, clock cocking down to. <laughs> uh, and... Okay. So, so it, it the con- some of the concepts are dark and kind of weird. Like, yeah, everybody's going to die, and this kid's mom died, and she's coming back, but it's maybe not really her. And, sure. Um, some of that stuff, and there's demons. Right. But overall, I wouldn't put it in the pantheon with any of these okay, movies so that we've discussed. I don't think it's, it's anywhere near that. more on-point scary elements for nowadays movies, but for sure. not so much... For sure. Not and so there much. was maybe yeah. like a scene where I'm just kind of like, wow, that was 
kind of yeah. dark. Well, because I remember people kind of said that about the Goosebumps movie that came out, and we ended up watching that one. And it was kind of like, oh no, like that was right. Weird. That was that one aired way more on the whimsical. I would say that this movie is a shade darker than the Goosebumps movie. Okay. Oh, I'll wait and see it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's no fine. Um. But yeah, should we talk about like should we actually get to the point where we're ranking where we list things? Should we list? Should we do a spooky list? <gasps> spooky list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right. So for this list, we're essentially listing our childhood nightmares. Yes. So. Uh, welcome, them. welcome everyone to our greatest fears. Yeah, um, this is so it. that actually brings up a good question. When we're ranking this, are we thinking um, like just scariest overall, or the ones that scared us the most? I mean, uh, there's going to be a mixture. I think, of both. Yeah, I think, I think it has, has to, to kind of be both because for us to be able to accurately interpret what is the scariest overall, right? We would have to be find it scary. For me, then, if we're going that route. I think for me, Secret and Nim should be on that list somewhere. Just because when I think of scary movies for kids, that's almost one of the ones that pops up. For sure. Doesn't have to be number one, but for me, I'm going to put that out there as probably a must-have for this list from from my perspective. I'm on board with that. All right, so So go ahead and jot that one on there. I'm not sure where it'll fall. Yeah, not not yet, but... Um, I feel like... uh, Let's see here. Do-do-do-do-do... Let's go with I'm trying to think. I think I would prefer something wicked this way comes over Watcher in the Woods. Yeah, well one, scary carnivals, scary clowns, soul suckers right. taking your like youth. Right. Scary. It is a scare it's a scarier concept. Yeah, I like that. Something wicked. This way comes. Um Man, I w- I would I, I would uh, advocate for Black Cauldron. Yeah, probably on there. Yeah. Like I feel like it's going to come down to though cuz you know how we normally make these lists. We yeah. kind of pick one from each genre. Right. So I feel like Black Cauldron and Secret of Nim may both be kind of like the creepy animation. Well, the Watership Down Arena. would fall into that too then. Yeah, but that one's almost like adult movie that actually isn't for kids but is marketed for kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a I feel like that's in its uh, its own realm. So if we're choosing between Black Cauldron and Secret of Nim, I would go Secret of Nim probably. You would. And so I'm tr- I'm trying to I mean Black Cauldron is pretty scary, but I feel like less people have seen that. Yeah, Secret of Nim. Yeah. That one's gonna, you know that I mean? one sticks with me longer. And I feel like culturally I've had more conversations with people about Secret of Nim where they've been like that kind of freaked me out yeah. as a kid. You know what I mean? Well, then do we want to have Watership Down as the I kind of feel like that one is the sole movie that I can think of that was shown to children and probably should not have been. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I can totally get on board I feel like that that was the closest that an adult movie has ever come to being put out for children. Right. All right. Well, so let's see. We we've all okay. We we got Secret and M on there. We've got something that Wicked This Way comes. We've got Watership Down. We've also talked about like Coraline. We've talked about um, Return to Oz. Return to Oz. God, 
Uh, that one's that, that one's, one's freaky. Good. We've talked about. I mean, the witches. I think I definitely think the witches should be on there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I kind of agree. To I that feel just... like that's a scary concept. That once again plays into your adults mm-hmm. turning on children. There's also it plays to my thing because there's sections where nobody believes him. Yeah. And except for the grandma. And once he becomes a mouse, it's almost like, like. That movie goes in a different way because the the bad outcome happens at the beginning. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's it's not a game of cat and mouse. Ah. Like it could have been with the potential yeah. of him being turned into a mouse. Like that happens. Yeah. Right away. No, he gets turned into a mouse, and then the rest of the movie is them trying to step on that mouse. Exactly. Yeah. And so you're like, and that goes to my size thing. Exactly. Man, I think that's why that movie scared me so bad. Is it had it adults like, <laughs> being mean and such. I I still remember. You remember in that movie, I don't know how recently you've seen it, but we've seen it a lot. But there's a scene that I forgot that was in that movie that is really freaky. But it's near the beginning where after the kid's parents die, after, you know, he's he's up in the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And that woman comes up and she's like, hey, come down. I've got, like, candy for you. And then she, like, pulls out snakes out of no. her bag. You don't remember this? See, I didn't remember this either. And it is horrifying. It's like his first real interaction with a witch before they go to the resort. He's sitting up in his treehouse on his property, and this woman wanders up to the gate, and she's like, hey, and she knows his name. She's like, come on down here. He's like, how do you know my name? She's like, don't worry about it. Come on down. I've got candy for you. I want to show you some stuff. And he's like, no. And she's like, no, you should come down here. And she starts to pull out snakes out of, like, this satchel bag. That she has, and she he's, like, screaming for his grandmother, and she's like, she can't hear you down here. And she's just like, come on down. I'm going to get you. And it's just blaringly what? like, I am evil. I don't remember that And then her all. his grandmother comes out of the house, and he looks back, and the woman is running down the road. And then the snakes just disappear. Yikes. Like, I was watching, I was like, that, I didn't remember that scene at all, no. and it's super freaky. That is horrifying. So, yeah, the witches, that's a long way for me to say. There are more scenes than just... Angelica Houston taking off her face, totally. which again, that makeup job is almost like Tom yeah. Savini level. Good. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, all right, so definitely the witches, one hundred percent the witches. So, how many have we got so far? We've got four. four. All right. So, what we've got, I'll, I'll just read them back. What we've got, we've got uh, Secret of Nim, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Watership Down, and the Witches. Uh, now, what we don't have, uh, we we don't have a fifth spot. We've talked about Coraline, talked about Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Never Ending Story, Black Cauldron, some of the other ones that we've talked about. But we've got, let's see, we've got like an anim- a creepy animation one. Uh-huh. We've got one that's marketed to kids and shouldn't be shown to kids. We've got, you know, a real life kind of witches movie. And we've got sort of a classic Disney with wi- something wicked this way comes. There might be one... I don't know. Should the should the last one be one of the ones that has a scene that's super scary and sticks with you? We've talked about Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz. Return to Oz might be good because it's that fantasy. God, I kind of feel like Return to Oz should be on there. Okay, only because it it is scary, it is fantasy, but it does it does deal. Like I said, like her friend drowns yep. and dies. Well, and the idea in that movie remind me, Q. Do they ever? actually say that she's not crazy and that other world exists or does the movie no. end with you thinking it could go either way yeah the movie ends See, ambiguously too. with her 
with her feeling like the world still exists and you thinking maybe it does, but there's still that possibility of like, maybe it doesn't. And this is just like her fractured psyche, like dealing with everything. I'm a, yeah. And the more and more I think about that, just the costuming, the pacing, the tone, everything. It does have a very dark. Yeah, it does. A a dark bent to it. I'd be on board with that. So here's here's what we've got. Here's our five. We just need to put them in an order. Okay. We've got uh, Secret and M, mm-hmm. Something Wicked This Way Comes, mm-hmm. Watership Down, mm-hmm. Return to Oz, and The Witches. That's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid list. I, if I'm thinking about, should we, let's start at the bottom this okay. time. So number five, I, I would vote either Something Wicked This Way Comes or Return to Oz as five. I would say... Something Wicked This Way Comes is probably going to be lower, but man, I don't know. I feel like Secret of Nim is going to be pretty low for me for actual scare factor. Sure. Um, I think that one could be... I think Something Wicked This Way Comes would be fine as five. Okay. <clears throat> something Wicked This Way Comes. I got to spell it out because that's a long title. Um, I kind of feel like Secret of Nim should be four. I'm okay with that. Oh, crap. Secret of Nim. Uh, so that means we've got uh, so five is something wicked this way comes. Mm-hmm. Four is Secret of Nim. Um, we've got Watership Down, Return to Oz, and the Witches. After I would say Return to Oz at three. Yeah, I would say Return to Oz at three. And that leaves Watership Down and the Witches. I think Watership Down is the most affecting. I I feel like that's not number one. So I'd feel like that could be number one. And I'm fine with the Witches being. And the Witches would be number two. This one feels freaky and good. Yeah. So here here we go. Number five, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Number four, Secret of Nim. Number three, Return to Oz. Number two, The Witches. And number one, Watership Down. Yeah. I feel it. good about that. that I list. do too. Hey, what's that over there? <gasps> Something ending this way comes. <laughs> nice. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen?
And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here. Terminal clown shins? Maybe. See you next week.